0: Yeah,
1: Friday! You have reached episode 63 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Here we are. Another Friday. We are getting closer and closer. Halloween is over. And we are headed to Thanksgiving. How many of you Still have Halloween candy in your house (laughs) Oh man It's all over the place in mine That's for sure I can honestly say though I have not had any yet But if I do I will track it first That's for sure But let's not hold any more back Let's get into this Journey updates Okay guys Good week. We are down 2.2 pounds this week. The final weigh-in of October finds us up 5.8 pounds for the month of October. So at least we finished it off with a bang losing 2.2 and but we're still up for the month at 5.8 pounds. Total lost since January 2019 is 140.4 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to our next milestone goal of minus 150 is 9.6 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to the next milestone goal, which is minus 175, is 34.6 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to our big goal Minus 200 pounds is 59.6 pounds. All three goals are within our grasp. I have no doubt that I will get these goals. It's only when. It's never if. We keep pushing no matter the cost. We're going to go back in time a little bit. Because... I really want to bring attention to the roller coaster that have been my weigh-ins for the past um, six weeks, I guess. Something like that. Eight weeks, maybe? We're going to go over it all. Don't worry about it. But on August 28th, was a Saturday, I found myself at 247.6 pounds. This weight was the lowest weight I had been at since seventh grade. Seventh grade. I was two hundred fifty three pounds in seventh grade. I don't know what I was in the sixth grade really. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was close to that, but I don't know that it was two forty seven point. You know, two hundred forty seven. So I I can't really go by that. But the one thing I remember from being in sixth grade is that my waist size in the 6th grade was 42 inches. These are, I guess, like traumatic memories for me because at the time, in the 6th grade, we had a a brand of pants called Z Cavarici. And they were like the hottest pants you can get. And everybody wanted them. And in the 6th grade, I wanted them just like everybody else did. And at 42-inch waist, I was weighti- wearing the largest size that they sold. So let's just say, I don't think anybody doubts this, but I didn't spend much time wearing them if I was 253 pounds in 7th grade. I didn't I didn't uh, wear them for very long, that's for sure. So some small goals were to get past the 253 mark to get under it and to get under 42 inch waist. Those were two big goals, small goals that I had on the side that just meant something to me. They wouldn't mean something to most people like the milestone goals of minus 150 and minus 175. These were just goals that meant something to me. So on August 28th, I found myself at 247. 0.6 0.6 pounds, the lowest I had been since seventh grade. Now, let me preface this by saying this. I have no reason to lie about any of this. I have nothing to gain from lying to you. I Half the stuff I've told you is so incredibly embarrassing anyway that lying to you about these numbers would be just stupid and lying to you about how I do this plan would be stupid. I have no sponsors. The The little amount of money I've made in the past, what, 14 months of doing this podcast translates to about 45 cents an hour over the past 14 months. So, you <laughs> six hours a week approximately and multiply that by uh, a year or a little over a year, whatever it is, Talking about 45 cents an hour over that entire time. So I literally have nothing to gain from lying to you about this. You know, I've said it a thousand times, I pride myself on consistency. And now this is consistency in everything. It's in what I eat. It's in my exercise. I mean, it's even in what, what I wear. I have consistency and routines in everything I do. In the roller coaster I am about to talk to you about, no, not a single thing changed except water intake. It was somewhere around Labor Day that I redid the math because I pride myself on getting half my body weight. In water. So when I first started, I was about 400 pounds, just give or take five pounds, 395 pounds, let's call it. And so I was drinking 200 ounces plus a day. So anything I can get over 200 was like bonus. But 200 ounces a day of water was my goal. Okay. And I found myself right around this time, Labor Day, approaching Labor Day and still drinking the 200 plus ounces of water a day. So I made the decision to hey, I'm this is not half my body weight anymore, it's way over. So this is the one change I made. I did I made the subtract, you know, I did the math and figured out what was now half my new body weight. So there was the one change I basically dropped about 100 ounces of water in this one change per day. Now, maybe this was detrimental. Maybe I caused my own problems that I'm about to talk to you about. I don't know. Because over the next one, two, three weeks, over the next three weeks, I had gone from 2.47 247 to 257, and when I tell you, when nothing changes, nothing physically changes—the type of food, when you eat it, how you eat it, where you eat it—I'm—I'm I'm, now. There's a million people that would say, "Oh, eating the same food every day will—you uh, know—the body gets used to it, blah blah blah. It doesn't cause you to gain." Okay, eating the same food every day does not cause you to gain. It may, you may stop losing, which I think is also ludicrous. Because when you see these bodybuilders in the gym, they eat like machines. I mean, you put premium gas in a car and you know how the car runs. That's these guys. They eat the same things at the same times in the same places every day. They make me look relaxed, so part of me, while I don't, I don't believe that eating the same foods will eventually stop you from losing weight. I think that's crap because when I see those bodybuilders, that tells me a different story. So from August twenty eighth, we go to nine four. So I go from two forty seven to two fifty, and then on. 9 /11, I go to 253, and then 918 up to 257. So about just about just short of 10 pounds over the, la- the next three weeks. And now my rule for myself, as you guys know, is I only make changes if there are three straight gains. So on the fourth week after being 247, I dropped. I went down a couple of pounds. We're at 256.4. So I said, okay, no changes to make. I lost. So the food stayed the same. The water stayed the same. Now, it was right around this that I had an extreme drop in weight. On on October 2nd, I weighed in at 249.4. This was a seven-pound loss. Which made zero sense to have this drastic of a loss. So many of you would say, why would you question this? Why would why would that even bother you? It bothers me because weight fluctuations of this kind can't happen if you eat systematically the way I do. It's going to be a consistent, you know, a little bit here, little bit here, little bit here. It's not gonna be these big drastic weight losses. So is at this point. I started to have it in my head. And is my body affect being affected by the lack of water? I've been taken in. I don't know. My I was going all over the place. I'm also on medication from a urologist. And part of me believed that the medication was causing these these weight fluctuations. Because I have the I have a prostate issue that we are investigating. And so We go the next one, two, three weeks, and they're all gains again. So from October 2nd to October 23rd, we go from 249.4 to 255 to 256.2 and 257.4, which was 0.4 higher. ...than I was on September 18th. And now, the most current way in October 30th, down 2.2 at 2.55.2. Now, why do I tell you all this? I'm pointing out that I ate the exact same breakfast, the exact same lunch, the exact same dinner every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday because there's Monday dinner, there's Tuesday dinner, there's Wednesday dinner, and so on throughout the week. When you eat like this, these weight fluctuations cannot happen. And during all of this time, my exercise regimen never changed. It was exactly the same. Monday through Friday, between three and a half and four and a half mile walk, it varies because of the speed. I can't control, I can't set my legs to say, walk at this speed the whole time. I mean, when you're on a treadmill, it's very easy to force yourself to walk a certain speed. You just push the button until it goes up. But when you're walking on natural land, it's not the same. You can't, your speed is going to vary. Whether you think so or not, it's going to vary. But Monday through Friday, Between three and a half and four and a half miles. And Saturday and Sunday, from four to six miles. As we dealt with all of this, knowing that exercise was regimented, food was regimented, there were no anomalies except the water. And it was right around, I want to say, It was either the 16th or the 23rd, one of those two Saturdays of October, that I decided to reintroduce or go back to drinking 200 plus ounces of water a day. And so here we are two weeks later, let's say I did it the 16th, and we are on the downslope again. So now, I tell you all this because I want to talk today about what goes through your mind when things like this are happening in your weigh-ins, knowing you've changed nothing? So we're going to talk more about the mindset during this process, but we're going to take a break first. So don't go anywhere. Stick with me.
0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for at The On Twitter, search for at The On The Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to TheRantingWeightWatcher at gmail.com. You can also call the show and leave a voicemail message that could be played on the air, just call 505-652-7268. Again that's 505-652-7268. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher is now rated number 4 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo.
1: And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So yeah, I just went over the last... I don't know, eight or so weeks of weigh-ins from the end of August to the end of October. I want to reiterate, it's roller coasters like this is exactly why I push consistency so hard. It's why I preach it like you haven't heard it a thousand times. Consistency, consistency, consistency consistency. I'm pretty sure there are many of you that roll your eyes every time I say the word because you're just so sick of hearing it, but I can't even tell you how important it is in anyone's journey because everybody goes through this. Everybody goes through moments like this and has fluctuations like this and they change nothing. I'm not the only one. I'm not, the, I'm not special. But tell me something. How can these weight fluctuations still occur if everything stays the same? If nothing changes, food, exercise, etc., how could these weight, weight fluctuations even happen? I don't know, Don. The, the body does what the body does. That's not a good enough explanation to me. You know, because there are a million people that say, the science says this, the science says that. Trust the science, trust the science. Then the same people... This out of the mouths of the same people. The body does what it does. Either the science rules or the body rules. One of the two. My guess is it's the body. And science is only just catching the balls as they fall like a juggler with too many balls in the air. That's my guess. Because... You can't come up with all of these systems and technologies and all of these things and say, trust the science, and then say, out of the same mouth, the body does what it does. But what do you do? What do you do in in situations like this? You've changed nothing. What if there was no consistency in my life? What if I didn't track, didn't weigh and measure, didn't, didn't pride myself in moving, nothing? What if I did? What would happen then? Think about that for a minute. If it was you, I just described a story, I took you through eight or nine weigh-ins, whatever it was. I If this was you, and you were eating right the entire time, and you know you were, in spite of it all, you tracked You ate and measured, you moved, and you systematically eat. But if you didn't do any of that, and you had these weight fluctuations, then what's going through your head? Then what? Then you're screaming at some WW coach. You're yelling and screaming to anybody who will listen. I don't know why this is happening. Why is this happening to me? I did everything right. How do we know you did everything right? You don't track. How do we know you did everything right? You don't weigh and measure. How do we know you did everything right? You don't move. How do we know you did everything right? My experience is people have selective memory. They go out and they indulge one too many times in a week. One night it's donuts. Another night it's a milkshake. Another night it's something else. But by, by the end of the seven days, the scale goes up and so many of the people just forgot that they had these kind of choices. They're just Gone. Gone. But I'm the kind of guy, if I'm in your life, I'm going to say, what do you mean you don't know how this happened? On Thursday night, when you were eating donuts, were you thinking that this might happen? On uh, Tuesday night, when you were drinking that milkshake, did you think this would happen? Or did you forget about that? you blocking it out of your memory. But you would know all that if everything got tracked. I'm not telling you there's something wrong with eating donuts. I'm not telling you there's something wrong with drinking a milkshake. I'm telling you the wrong is the not tracking. Even if you didn't have the points, tracking it at least educates you later on. Hey, maybe if I don't go over my points, maybe, you know, hey, this is what we got to try and do. Here's a goal. But if there was no consistency in my life, if I'm being honest, and the way, and I have this same selective memory, I'm not tracking, I'm not weighing and measuring. I think I'm doing everything right because I, I may have nights where I go out, but it's not that big a deal. It's just one night here, one night there. Meanwhile, it's consistently, probably two or three times a week, that you're making bad choices like that in reality, but it's selective memory. So the, the human, the normal human tends not to blame themselves or the normal human surrounds themselves with people who talk about, give yourself grace. Listen, I'm all about having grace. I'm all about not beating yourself up, but I am all more about knowing the truth of the situation than I am all of that. So if you come to me and you say, how could this happen to me? And I know I'm going to tell you. And then I'm going to say, now let it go and let's move forward. If you would have tracked, you would know exactly why this happened to you. There would be no doubt in your mind. There there are those out there that track just until they run out of points. But they keep eating, but they don't track it. That I don't understand at all. It's one thing not to track it all. It's another thing to track exactly. But to track some, who, I I just, I don't get that. I don't get that. Give me all or nothing. I could deal with you either way. Tracking some makes no sense. Who are you lying to? Who's going to see your tracker? Come on, let's think about that for a minute. You stopped tracking because you run out of points, but you kept eating. Who's going to see your tracker? Who's going to know what you did? except the people that were with you that knew you were doing it. Now, some people, when they, if they had weight fluctuations like this, some people are under the impression that the changes they make on one Saturday or on one weigh-in day, they're automatically supposed to give you results the next weigh-in day. So whatever changes you made on the previous Saturday must have caused either the loss or the gain. They're just supposed to show up. I I weigh in every week. I make changes every week. So the results should come every week. These people make me crazy. And I know because I used to be one of them. The results of the changes you make, maybe they don't show up for a month. But because you're making changes every seven days, what the hell are you doing to yourself? You're just as sporadic... As the, uh, someone who's not... I mean, you're still consistent in nothing except making changes every seven days. That's, that's where you're consistent. You give nothing time enough to show you results. There has to be discipline to hold off. I mean, do you have any idea the amount of discipline it took to watch my weight go up for three weeks twice in a row? to go gain November uh, September 3rd, gain September 11th, gain September 18th, then to have two losses, and then another gain October 9th, gain October 16th, gain October 23rd, and followed by a loss. Do you have any idea how much resolve it takes to watch a scale fluctuate like this over two months of time? How much discipline? How is it I can do that? How is it I can stare at the scale going up for three straight weeks, then to have a dip, then to watch it go up again for three straight weeks and make no changes? To have the confidence in myself to make no changes because I'm con- my confidence is, is in the work I put in, not in the scale result. I know the scale has to cooperate eventually As long as I'm doing what I'm asked to do. This is as simple as it gets. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. You have a multi-billion dollar company that built its reputation on four pillars: tracking, weighing and measuring, moving, and sleeping. The entire company sits on four pillars. And if you're doing all of those in my mind no one can do it at 100% accuracy. No one. Zero people. Zero people can do it at 100% accuracy. You may think you can. Sorry. There was only one perfect person that walked the face of the earth. That was Jesus Christ. Everybody else is less than. So even if you got let's say 95, 96, 97% accurate, you're still not perfect. If weight can fluctuate this much with zero changes, how much more could it fluctuate with constant changes? For the person that changes every seven days, how much more can their weight fluctuate with zero consistency in what they're doing? I'm convinced that people who make changes so drastically so quickly and so often have zero confidence in what they're doing and maybe they're just missing what it is that they need to strengthen themselves in they they're listening to all the people around them oh do this oh try that oh do this meanwhile the answer is within Because you know better than anybody the work you're not doing. Hello? You know better than anyone when you're staring in that mirror what you're not doing. So if you started there and said, what am I not doing? And was completely honest with your answer, maybe then could you start to get the real answer you've been looking for All this time. How long would it take. A person to quit. When they see. The scale. Change so drastically over two months time. A person who. Doesn't have the confidence in what they're doing. A person who is not consistent. In in how they eat. When they eat. Where they eat. How they exercise. When they exercise. Uh. Where they exercise, where there's no discipline, no regiment, nothing. There is just flying by the seat of your pants. And you know, so and so who was successful said, I should try this. That one who said, who is successful said, I should try that. And that's how you're doing it. Instead of really analyzing where you lack in how you practice. The core of the plan you're on. Every plan has a core. Keto has a core. Weight Watchers has a core. Nutrisystem has a core. They have a core way way and method of doing things that if you follow those things, you may lose weight. You may not lose all the weight you want to lose because at some point, it takes harder work to get to the end. I've said that before. You can ask all the people on maintenance how much harder life is once you get there. Or ask the people on maintenance about the last 10 pounds. I talk to many people. People who listen to the podcast, other people who don't, but they, they are in the same situation as me. And I listen to the people that are in different situations than me. Because I try to take notes from their experience. These people that are sitting at Lifetime, how did they get there? When did they get there? How long did it take them to get there? How long have they remained there? All of these are important questions, and I pay attention to all of them. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Hello. I'm Donato Russo, and I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you, because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are. Enough. Thanks for sticking with me. We've been talking about the difference between quitting and persevering. And I just gave you a whole scenario of what could go through someone's head that would cause them to quit. You know, People talk about perseverance all the time. You know, it's like a buzzword. When you wanna make somebody sound strong, they persevere through the struggle. You talk about these things. You say words like that. But I wonder how many actually achieve what it is to be, to have perseverance? How many actually achieve it? When you see the results of people in, in any position, I'm not even just talking about weight loss here. I'm talking about businessmen. I'm talking about athletes at the top of the game. I'm talking about singers, wh- whatever it is. Whatever person is and wh- whatever their chosen field is. When you look at their work as a whole, you can easily see the people that persevered through adversity in whatever they're attempting to do. Doesn't have to be weight loss. It could be anything. It's very easy to see. Because you know why? The people that persevere through, these, through struggle like this. Are so few and far between. That they're easy to pick out. It's like a perfect apple in a basket full of bad apples. The one perfect apple. That's what we're talking about. The one apple that looks so good, it makes the others just look bad. Perseverance is being able to stare at that scale and watch it go up three straight weeks. In spite of that number going up and having such confidence in what you're doing, to stare at it in the face and say, no, I will make no changes. I will continue as planned. That's perseverance. To have such confidence in the work you put in that you are willing to stare at that number. And for so many people, that number means much more than it actually means. In reality, what does the scale mean? It means a. it is a number of depicting someone's body weight. Now, two people could be 300 pounds and one person could be in tip-top form and the other one could be on death row. But they're both 300 pounds. So the scale weighed them with the same measurement, but the two look very different. I mean, you could have someone that looks like The Rock be 300 pounds. And you can have someone who's obese be 300 pounds. Weight does it mean nothing. they both the same weight. Let's handle them the same way. That's what the scale said. The scale said, they're the same weight. Here's the number. This is why I push and push and push. Consistency in the work you do will get you through these weight fluctuations. Because that number, I mean, you hear people say it all the time, but do they actually mean what they say? Oh, the scale doesn't define me. First of all, if you have to say it, Does it mean you really, it does define you? If you have to say it. Or if you just keep working like it's Tuesday. What's the difference? What's the difference then? Saturday is my weigh-in day. You got me and Joe. We go go to weigh-in. Okay? Joe steps on the scale. And he's preaching to the world how the scale doesn't define him. But he's up three pounds. And then I step on the scale and I'm up three pounds, the exact same amount of weight. I say nothing to nobody. I just keep doing what I'm doing because I have that much confidence in my work, my work ethic. Because what is at the core of someone who perseveres? What is at the core? Work ethic. That's what's at the core. The amount of work someone puts their heart and soul into anything they do. That work is easily seen by anybody with eyes to see. Easily seen. The work ethic at the core of any individual is like the perfect apple. The harder they work, the better the fruit. Maybe they might not get the fruit right away, but when they do, It's a perfect fruit. This is your life. Do you understand what I'm saying to you here? This is your life. I understand you want to go out and have a good time and enjoy life. But this is your life, as I'm saying. So what is really important? Is it important that you're here as long as possible? Or it is it important that you can make those bad choices whenever you feel like it? Which is more important? Because one is going to dictate the other. If your choice is to be here as long as possible, then your choice is also to eat, make bad choices a lot less often. But if your choice is not to make, to make b- bad choices as much as you want then you're not going to be here very long. Either way, you're making the choice. It's all yours. You can't blame anyone. It's not anybody else's fault. It's not the system didn't work for you. It's you. It's the choices you make, when you make them, and how you make them. There has to be a level of discipline when doing these programs. If you know you're addicted to any particular food item, then you should stay away from that food item. If that food item you know in your head triggers you to eat more of that or then cascade into a bunch of different other things and you know avoiding that one food item will cause you to succeed more often than it causes you to fail, then that's what you need to do. I did it. And it won't be forever. It won't be forever. When you have confidence in the work you're doing, there is nothing you can't accomplish. But if there's no confidence in the work you're doing, you're going to get frustrated, you're going to blame the system, and you're going to quit. It's impossible to persevere without some sort of discipline in what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, where you're doing it. that That's all there is. It's so important. So important to be able to do this. It's time. It's time to take a really hard look at your current situation. Because if you're out there and you're feeling like nothing is working, if you're out there and you're feeling like quitting, if you're out there and you're feeling like switching to another system, if you can't figure out why it's not working here, then the new system will give you probably good results in the beginning. But once you get back into those habits that are causing the problems you're having now, the, cur- the new system will cause the same problems. And it is up to you to finally realize what it is you keep doing it and then you when you're doing it and how you're doing it. And then prevent it. And so important it, as it is to to do that, it is to create consistency in what you're doing. To actually have pride in the work you put in. To put more pride in that than to the, in the result on the scale. Because the work will get you through when the scale does not. Because the scale will not always cooperate. The scale will do what it wants to do when it wants to do it. But when you work and you work and you work, your confidence is there and you, you know you're doing the right thing. So you just keep going and you just keep moving and you know what? Eventually the scale cooperates and the world is yours. And you'll say, he was right. I finally had consistency in what I was doing. I finally put pride in my work. I finally put pride in the work ethic I put into my life. And here is my result. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.